0: On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Sam Wiley about how his company changed from making supplements to hand sanitizer to help during the pandemic. Welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today is a brand new guest. It's brand new to the show, but it's funny. We're actually, what, two, three blocks away from one another, uh, from the same uh, town here in Coshocton, Ohio. He is the CEO of Wiley's Finest. It's a subsidiary of the Wiley Companies. Sam Wiley, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I've seen companies take all kinds of different strategies during this pandemic during this crisis. And uh, some have shifted to try and help some have shut down, you know, there's been kind of all kinds of kind of all over the place, it kind of feel like your strategy was to try and look for ways to help. So can you talk about what Wiley has done with like hand sanitizer and those sort of things? Sure.
1: Well, you you know, first off, uh, you know, just like everybody, uh, you know, us trying to get our arms around sort of, Hey, what happened? What's the information? Um, you know, we started March out with, uh, our expectation that we would go to our largest industry trade show. It's the largest natural product show in the world. Typically about 80,000 people go to Anaheim, California. And it's, it's a funny story because, um, the, you know, the very first Monday in March, you know, you're waking up to, uh, the show's still on, the organizers have told you, we're still having the show, even though yep. many people are not coming. And we were sort of scrambling to sort of, cause some of our teams said, listen, we're we're not comfortable going, and that's fine. Um, and a lot of our road warriors are saying, you know, we go through airports, we go. we're in contact with people, we don't care, we'll, we'll just go. Um, and then by the time we had our new plan built, by the end of that Monday, you know, I was sitting down after dinner to try to like, you know, you know, just relax for a second, and I'm reading my email, and the show organizer said the show is canceled. It's officially canceled, and I'm going, what? So then I spent the next day trying to like deal with the 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 sheer you know and of course they don't use the word canceled because that triggers all sorts of contractual things they say postpone but um (laughs) you know so like for instance our our uk sales director you know he he had to come in a day early because he flew from london and he so he he lands in anaheim and he's checking his email when his phone sort of you know activates from international travel and and it's like Oh yeah, you 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 know the show is postponed. Like there's no reason for you to have flown 14 hours to be here. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that's that was such a weird time. Um, it, it's funny that you talk about this, and I know uh, we'll get back on topic, but it was the same thing. I was actually going to speak at a couple of conferences, and the whole time it's like, is it happening? Is it happening? Is this not happening? And it was just like everything switched. It felt like in the span of about 12 to 18 hours.
1: Yeah. Really quick. Um, I mean, I was at a conference in, um, in Barcelona, in Spain, in early February. And I remember, I remember talking to the guy that runs this, uh, this very prestigious scientific conference called ISVAL. Okay. And uh, he's the secretary, and it's, you know, it's a bunch of professors and research people, and, and you know, it's a very nerdy conference. And he said, oh, we're not having the ISVAL conference in Qingdao in June. And I remember just thinking, man, I don't, I don't know, Peter. I think that's kind of crazy. Like, really? Like in June? In j- early June, you're gonna cancel it already? He's like, Yeah, we're not gonna have it. Just that sounds crazy to me. And then I, you know, flash forward, you know, eight weeks later and I was thinking, boy, Peter was very He was on it. Great foresight. <laughs> much, right. much pain, much it tells you a scientist is paying much more attention than the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then so then you know as we moved into mid-march um and we started seeing uh you know a spike in in consumer goods the panic buying supplements hand sanitizers um and you know we we make fish oil supplements they're they're good for general immune health mm-hmm. but they are not an immune health category supplement so mm-hmm. You know they're in that category of stuff that like has a positive impact on your immune system but um they're not a supplement people take for like acute immune support you know not right, like a vitamin right. c or an echinacea or you know um a, a vitamin d or something like that i mean we have formulas with vitamin d but the, most of those products don't have on pack claim okay. you know that says supports immune health even even though the nutrient does but it, it's not on pack right so mm-hmm. So our, our sales are going you know, okay in March up over prior year, but we the immune category is, you know, three or 400% up and, you know, supplements, is like 30% up and we're going, yeah. well, this is great, but you know, it's not going to last forever. So my, my brother, Dan, who uh, is CEO of our, our ingredients division, it's our, our larger, larger paracorp, uh, the, the larger Wiley co-business, he says, Hey, we, we should make hand sanitizer. Um, you know, I talked to, uh, so he, he had talked to some of the local government, uh, folks in Coshocton, including the mayor and said, how can we help? well, gosh, you know, if we could get hand sanitizer, we're all out. Um, and we, we talked about that and it was like, "Mm, this is not really what we do. We're not really set up for that. And, and, and and hand sanitizer is an OTC drug. It's regulated by, regulated by the FDA. So... Um, you know, we, we typically, there's a lot of registrations and a lot of facility setup, and, and your quality management system has to be designed for OTC drugs. Um, but you know, I think it was maybe, I think it was maybe Friday, March 20th that FDA published emergency guidance that said, Hey, if you make this very special recipe and you don't deviate from the recipe, we'll let you make hand sandwich. And that came out and, you know, I think it was maybe Saturday morning, my brother was like, hey, it's still getting this thing. Like, why don't we make hand sanitizer? (laughs) And our R&D director was like, hey, did you see the FDA publish this updated guidance? And I I said, okay, well, if we want to make sanitizer to support local communities, first responders, you know, people that are out like that you know the best thing to do is to, to wash your hands right mm-hmm. right soap and water but but soap and water uh is impractical like if you're a cop and you're out on the road or right. you know you're 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 an EMT and you're you're you know trying to clean your ambulance and keep your hands clean that's not that's not very practical right um so is i you know i said if we want to make this <laughs> We, we kind of got it like, we got to work on it tonight, <laughs> like Saturday night. <laughs> like this is going to take, like, I'm, you know, I run the CPG business. I mean, I, you know, I got, you know, products that we, pro- products like this, you know, we, you know a lot of Wiley Coast stuff goes into a drum, you know, or a tanker. And, you know, we, you know, when we take a product like Catch-Free Omega, I mean, it, it takes a lot of work to put all the components together and the labels sure. and all the stuff. And And I'm going, well, we got to. We gotta get this going like th- this takes time like we're if we're if we at a at a dead run can get this done in say two weeks we'll we'll, we'll be happy right so um yeah, that was fun that was fun <laughs> so, so we we i think we made about i think we made about ten thousand bottles and um donated that out to local community area and we anyway i think we 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 distributed it to about a five county area to help mm-hmm. departments and 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 first responders and then we started to get basically a lot of uh, direct requests so you like a nursing home or you know maybe I don't know the folks at Echoing Hills or something like that would would call us and say you know can you send us a case right. um, and it, it, that was interesting uh, you know we gave we gave it all away mm-hmm. um, and we also so thinking about this from a marketing perspective. Um, course it's always you know it's always you're trying if you're doing good in your community uh from you you i guess you don't want to beat your chest too loudly because, yeah a, yeah yeah it's kind of a balance like yep. well those guys only did it so they could get the press
0: yep.
1: um, we did it probably more because it was a fun adventure and we thought we, it would help people
0: well, that's cool, though. So, I mean, I'm curious to know, like, uh, based on that sort of adventure that you talked about, what are what are some takeaways? What are some lessons that you took in in kind of making that transition?
1: Well, so um, I think the, the big takeaway we had was making our community more, more broader than just our geographic community. Mm. So, when we thought about you know i think about the first 75 percent of our production output went to geographically you know the five county area mm-hmm. in coshocton county and, and around us where our employees live but um we allocated quite a bit to go directly to wiley's finest independent retail customers mm-hmm. to stores that's cool and we we didn't actually know or we didn't think stores would want it and We just we had no idea, so because you know they have their own stocks and their own supply chains, and we're not in that business. And you know, um, we sell fish oil, we sell vegan essential fatty acids, that sort of stuff. So, so getting to that, like, um, so 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 we had our sales managers start calling independent stores, and you know we got retailers in upstate New York or Florida, Southern California. And you know, some of these customers have done business with us for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. And we started calling them and our sales manager said, You do you know when um you know when you're on the phone with somebody and you can hear them stand up? And he goes, <laughs> totally. that's, that's what I got like all day. Cause it yeah. would be like, Hey, why
0: Wiley's just gonna send us dancing, yeah. a whole case? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. It goes back to the idea that it, I love what you said about like when you're doing good, it isn't like you're trying to beat your chest, but the reality of it is we talk about it all the time. Like if you push out good and do good for customers, do good for people, it comes back around. Right. I mean, that sounds like that was, that was sort of the response you guys got.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, most of our retailers said, yeah, but what what's the catch? <laughs> That's right. People are not
0: used to you just being kind. Well, because people
1: are calling from their perspective, people, you know, profiteers are calling them and going, "Hey, we got this stuff. It's available. It's fifty bucks a gallon. Yeah, or a hundred bucks a gallon. You know." And it's, and we're just like, "Well, hey, we'll send you, we'll send you a case of quart bottles." And we'll just here, here you go. I hope it, hope it helps. Uh, We don't know what else to do.
0: well, I love that. I think that's super cool. And that it, it, I think that, you know, when you have the opportunity to be generous in that way, you know, I talk about that a lot, that it it does come back and it, you're right. I think people don't believe it. They're waiting for the other shoe to drop because people take advantage sometimes. And so kudos to you guys. So real quick, a final question for you. Uh, do you guys plan on doing this as a new product area down the road? Or are you just like, dude, I can't wait to get back to normal business. What's What's your perspective on that?
1: So I mean that it, it's
0: definitely
1: it, it's definitely piqued our interest in maybe a category we don't normally work in, mm-hmm. um, and we've certainly learned. I mean the great thing about any of this kind of stuff is you're learning a new you know category, new new stuff that you've never thought about before. You know the stuff that we made on a short term basis, and a lot of other manufacturers uh, who, who handle large quantities of ethanol. Which is a which is a one of the approved disinfectants. A lot of manufacturers in our in our category, you know, globally. I mean, you know, people in our industry trade group globally have have diverted to make um, to make hand sanitizer. But it but what we bottled was basically like the emergency World Health Organization recipe. You know, like the kind of stuff you. The instructions are like how to make it in a carboy. In a yeah. you know in a village in Africa, if you're fighting the spread of Ebola, you know yeah. I mean yeah. so it's it's a it's 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 not a friendly consumer product. It is an emergency. We need yeah. to sanitize a hand or a surface, and here's what we do. Yeah. But it, it certainly piqued our interest to think about what are other ways uh, and other kinds of products we can make to serve our customers. Because I mean our our. Uh, you know, our, our purpose for our brand. I mean, I got it here on my, on my, on my, uh, on my wall is, is to help people live a better life through improved health. And that that's a big focus. That's, that's that lens, but what drives, you know, what we do. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's super cool. And I, I, again, you know I reached out to you because I thought what you guys did was really cool, and I love the idea that you just sent it out and that people were like, "Wait, what's the catch because I think that when you do good it's it, it that sort of thing does come back around so kudos to you guys i I appreciate what you've done and and um so you've answered my three questions I give everybody a chance to ask me one question do you have one for me
1: sure so you've uh you've been very active in your digital marketing mm-hmm. and and your 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 video interviews, you've actually been doing this for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, you know, from, from a marketing professional standpoint, you know, what should organizations like ours be doing where, you know, normal rhythms are disrupted, right? So for instance, my sales team, most of my sales team is at home. They can't really visit stores. They can, they can call stores, uh, they can do pre-recorded videos. They can they can FaceTime or Zoom or Teams, you know, video chat stores. They can um, they can do all these different things. They can email, but it's hard. Everybody's video chatting. Yep. So now video chat is like the new spam of of phone calls or emails. You know, it's like the, it's a third thing to ignore. So. <laughs> So, you know, from a practical, you know, what, what should marketing and sales professionals be doing to, to, to combat sort of the zoomification of things?
0: No, it's a great, it's a great question. And I, you know, I think that many of us are living through this, you know, they call it the new normal or whatever you want to call it. And one of the things I say all the time is anybody who tells you, I know exactly how to handle what to do during this pandemic is they're they're, they're they're wanting to sell you something, right? Because none of us has lived through this. So I feel a little disingenuous now, but what I will say is I'll tell you what we've been doing. How about that? And so one of the things that we've done is we said the same thing, man, it feels um, a little tone deaf for us to be going out and making hardcore sales calls in the middle of this. So what we looked at is going, okay, those, um, those pieces of content that really truly provide value Um, those are the things we're going to focus on. And so we looked at, okay, what are the questions that our customers are asking all the time that we want to create a blog, a video podcast, or something around uh, answering their question, providing them value. I think one of the things that we do as sales and marketing people, and I'm guilty of this, is we look at it through our lens, right? Like how does this serve me? And I think this is the perfect time to flip that and go, how can I create something that serves them? And it's funny because I, I pitched that idea of giving first all the time. Provide value through content, provide value through products like we do. And your, what you guys did in the hand sanitizer piece is a perfect example of giving first, right? You just provided value with not looking for anything in return. And when you do that, I think it builds integrity and trust with your, your customers and your prospects. But you can do that through content too right? But it has to be the same thing. It's, I'm just going to provide you value. I'm not going to sneak in a sales pitch on the back end. Because if I provide you value over and over and over again, when you need us, you'll call us because we've built that. And so that's what we're trying to do. We've created marketing courses for free. We've done blogs and videos, all in the idea of going, okay, we want to provide you value. And then to be honest with you, as we come out of it, now I'm going to sell. But I'm not going to sell like like saying I'm saying I'm providing value. When I go to sell, I'm going to sell. <laughs> like I'm not going to try and confuse anybody. I'm going to be really clear. And I think that's one of the things where I see people make mistakes from my perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean, I think
1: some of, some of the stuff that we've we've done that I think has some similarities to that is um You know, our field sales reps. So for instance, I have one that lives in Tampa Mm -hmm. and she is uh obviously given all that's going on, you know, she doesn't want to visit accounts in Miami or Jacksonville. Right. 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 That's a long way away from her home. Normally she would, you know, take a week and go up there and get stuff done and, and what whatnot. But you know, she's she is uh or or my rep in Long Island is is you know, okay, well, I, I don't want to go all the way to Philly and do overnights, but I'll get out to my local stores to the stuff that's close to my house. And what we told them is, you know, just just show up at the store and help. Right. So okay. stock shelves, yeah. you know, merchandise stuff, uh, you know, be a partner. Help, do replenishment for the protein category, yeah. the stuff we're not in, you know, just whatever the store needs, help check out customers, help customers find stuff. You know, yeah, go yeah. just go work the floor, and uh, the customer sees you do that. They'll they'll give you an order at some point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, you might actually learn a need that they have that you didn't know. So that's I love that. So uh, Sam, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy right now. Um, we'll have to do it again sometime. Okay.
1: Yeah, been lots of fun.
0: Cool. That's well, that's that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. And we'll see you next time. <gasps>